Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, hit. And welcome to this mini episode of Waffle Line. Uh, well, I say mini. I have no idea how long we're going to talk uh, uh, talk about. Uh, we'll talk about uh, talk for. I should say. Um, my name's Simon Meddings, and I'm uh, MC Kelly. I'm recording on Skype today, so I do apologise if the uh, quality is not up to our usual standards, which is saying a lot. Um, we're talking about uh, the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Now, there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of podcasts devoted to Doctor Who, so we're not going in-depth about it anymore. We're just going to talk about our, our general feelings about it. Um, but first of all, uh, Cal, did you uh, see the mini-episode that came out, uh, The Night of the Doctor? Uh, it was a massive surprise. Uh, the, I didn't know of any spoilers about this with Paul McGann. I did, I did, I did see it, actually. I watched it the, uh, just before... I watched the uh, the anniversary one because I, I know you'd said it was quite important to see how he'd become that person. That was it was really good because the interesting thing was uh, Paul McGann how good he looked in there for his because he ain't no spring chicken, is he? Oh no, I mean uh, I, I watched it at work with you. Um, I, I, it was Ian Todd, our good friend Ian Todd, who turned around and said that it's available now because it was meant to be available at midnight, and it came out midday. Uh, and I put it on. I thought, oh, what's this going to be? You know, I mean, it came out on the fourteenth of November. It's only 6 minutes 49 seconds long, but what a brilliant 6 minutes 49 seconds. Um, when Paul McGann came on, uh, it was just absolutely amazing. It was what, it's what all, I'd say all true Doctor Who fans have been wanting for a long time, is to see Paul McGann back on the screen as the Doctor, and also to see him regenerate. And of course, hey, he regenerates into, uh, into John Hurt, a very young John Hurt as well. It looked like a, a John Hurt from probably Alien. Yeah, I was gonna say, it was, I mean, the thing with it was just like, uh, it's like, the, there was a load of buddy budget on that, wasn't that, that? That was an expensive little six minutes, wasn't it? It wasn't filmed in a day. It was filmed at the last day of doing the, uh, I believe, doing the, the actual uh, anniversary episode. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty bloody neat, really, when you think about it. I always wondered if Paul McGann got paid for that. Do you think he got paid for that? Oh, I should think so. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Well, I presume so. I mean, you, you don't think he'd do it for free, but... <laughs> yeah, um, I was say, yeah, you don't... You, know, you, know, no, you never know, do you, really? Episode. I haven't saw the other one that you were on about yet. I'm going to try and watch it later on tonight. That yeah, there comedy is, one. There is an, well, well there's, there's, there's actually two. There's uh, another one that came out, which was... Um, it's, it's another mini-episode, which was... If I could find it, I might have it on my computer somewhere. But it's basically, it's a, um, about the war, the actual time war. Uh, and it's on Gallifrey, and it's basically seen for the eyes of a, a soldier. Uh, it's called The Last Day. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a nice little thing. It is. It's only short. I mean, it's got no doctors in it, but um, it's a nice little short. But the um, yeah, the 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 comedy episode. Do you want to talk about that one first? Yeah, because I've never saw that yet. Yeah, so you can build it up for me, like as if you're trying to sell it to me. Because 
Uh, I'm not really into parody, but uh, you were saying it isn't that simple, is it? It's not just taking the mick out of it. He's got a bit of love in there as well. There's, oh, there's an incredible amount of love in there. Uh, I mean, we've got some great comments from our Facebook page, which I'll read out in a bit. Um, but it stars. I'll read you out the people who are in this. Um, I say it's easily available online. You can find it on iPlayer and you can find it on YouTube. So please do go and see it. Um, it's written and directed by Peter Davidson and stars uh, in order of appearances, is Cal. Uh, Sean Pertwee, of course, uh, a nod there to uh, John Pertwee, his son. Uh, Olivia Coleman. Peter Davison, Louis and Joel Davison, that's Peter Davison's sons, Matt Smith, Jenna Coleman, Stephen Moffat, and there's a, a few behind-the-scenes people, but I'll just, I'll just read out the people that people are going to recognise. Janet Fielding, who played Tegan, uh, Sylvester McCoy, of course, played the Seventh Doctor, Colin Baker, who played the Sixth, uh, Georgia Moffat, which, of course, is Peter Davison's daughter and now uh, David Tennant's uh, wife, um, uh, Nikki Wardley, Tasmin Drew, uh, they are both companions in the audio dramas. Marion Baker, who's Colin Baker's wife, they do a, that's a brilliant scene now, as you'll laugh at something right of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Katie Manning, who plays Joe Grant, Louise Jamison, who played Leela, Caroline Ford, who played Susan, Deborah Watling, who played Victoria, Sophie Aldred, who played A, Sarah Sutton, who played Nissa, Lala Ward, who played Romina 2, John Leeson, who played, uh, of course, was the voice of K9, uh, Annick Wells, who played Polly, Lisa Barman, who is, uh, Carla and Bernie Summerfield, uh, brilliant characters in the audio dramas there. Matthew Waterhouse played Adric, Paul McGann, uh, John Colshaw, of course he always turns up, uh, Lucy Baker, Bindi Baker and Lally and Rosie Baker, all Colin Baker's daughters, Peter, Peter Jackson, uh, director of course of Bad Taste and The Hobbit, is in it, uh, Ian McKellen, also in it, uh, your favourite uh, stage actor John Barrowman, he's in it. Actually, you'll like that. Yeah. Uh, it, it does set the piece out of yourself quite good in there. And uh, Sarah Cherney plays part of John Barrowman's... Uh, oh, something there, but I'm not going to spoil that. Well, I think I've already told you, but... Um, yeah, David Tennant's in it. Uh, who else? Uh, Nicholas Pegg, David Trayton, of course, son of Patrick Trayton, uh, and Frank Skinner, uh, and Nicholas Briggs, and they in it. And anyone else? Dan Starkey, Russell T. Davies uh, turns up in it as well. Um, yeah, so it's a great little... Great little uh, half an hour to half an hour... Um, episode and um, basically it's the the classic era doctors Davison Baker and um, Sylvester McCoy uh, who want to go out and try and sneak onto the set of um, the uh, day of the doctor and get in it somehow and there's various ways they try and get in there there's some slapstick in there there's some comedy there's some in jokes as well like music being played from the classic era when they go into the studios it's modern day music you know it really is a fantastic homage to it and uh, especially we've of course those people who haven't seen Day of the Doctor, this is going to be a spoiler, so please, if you haven't seen it, turn this off now. But, um, you know, there's, notice there's only three classic, four classic Doctors in this episode and not the other surviving classic Doctor. Um, so whether they knew at that time or whether they didn't know or just didn't want to take part, who knows? Oh, that's mm. interesting. Uh, yeah, so honestly, uh, put it on tonight. Put it on tonight when you've got your Friday night on your own and uh, honestly, you'll... Yeah, no, I'm going to watch it tonight. I'll save it for tonight, yeah. Um, so, should we crack on with um, Day of the Doctor? Yeah, go on. Uh, ooh, or do you want to talk about an adventure in space and time? We want to do a science fiction series. C.S. Lewis meets H.G. Wells meets Father Christmas. That's the Doctor. Doctor who? Hmm? Action! You've really got something here. It was not very well. No one's irreplaceable, eh? Can't have Doctor Who. Without Doctor Who. Travel back to the birth of a phenomenon. An adventure in space and time on BBC Two and BBC Two HD. 
I told you, we talked to, you know, we haven't talked too much about it, have we, in the, uh, you know, this no. week, really. But I was saying that was the, uh, I think, you know, I think if we talk, yeah, it's as much as part of the anniversary as that episode, especially because it was like on the night before, weren't it, building you up for it. Hmm. Yeah, but, you know, we, yeah, because I know you, you'd gone on Facebook saying how much you loved it. And like I said, this yeah. is, I'd say this is from my personal point of view, because I'm not a massive Doctor Who fan. I call myself as a lukewarm Doctor Who mm. fan. You know what I mean? I love the classic, not so much the yeah. new stuff. And you built it up saying, oh, it's just weird. I, I was disappointed by Adventures in Time in Space. It just didn't give me enough. And mm. I know you were saying, because you being a fan, you know, being such a fan, it was like if they made something kind of, I love that, you know, you love it. But for mm. my thought, it was just a bit comfy for me. And I know right. you were saying that uh, William Hartnell had the other sides of his personality that weren't really shown in that, were they? <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, I mean, uh, Phil, my mate Phil, who uh, is a, a huge Doctor Who fan as well, and knows. In fact, he guest starred on our uh, first ever, uh, one of our first episodes with that Doctor Who. Yeah, I remember Who. that. That's on Tommy. Yeah, he was saying that he, he really enjoyed it, but he was a little bit disappointed, like you say, that they didn't really go into great detail about William Hartnell's background because he was, you know, he was old colonial style actor and quite racist. And considering, you know, the, the, the very first episode of, uh, of, uh, of Doctor Who was directed by uh, an Asian, by uh, uh, Waris Hussain, wonderful Waris Hussain, who was also gay as well. Was he? Uh, yeah, so of course, not only did he break the barriers of being, uh, the, you know, an, an Asian person in the no- early 1960s on the BBC, but he was also gay as well. Um, so, and I'm sure I read that, so I do hope I'm right. <laughs> uh, uh, but as I turned around and said, yeah, but then, you get, then you're taking it away from what it's about. It's, a, it's to go with the celebration of Doctor Who. And... More, it's more really about how really um, Verity Lambert was able, and, and of course, and um, uh, Sidney Newman was able to bring the program to television. When you know uh, the BBC have never really been overly, you know, uh, happy about science that fiction. Still they, don't like they, it really, did I? they still don't like it. No. So for Sidney Newman to turn around and come up with this idea of, of Doctor Who and to give it to really uh, a young woman. Uh, again, you know, another breakout thing, a young woman in the 60s who loads of people turned around and said, oh, the only reason why she's got this job as a producer is because she's obviously slept her way to the top, which wasn't the truth. It was because of the fact that she was incredibly good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that's what the programme really was all about. Well, that, I think that, it showed exactly that. exactly what I was going to interrupt and say there, because that's what I, th- I thought, really, it was more about Verity than it was about Doctor Who, and that was my yeah. problem with it, really. I, I, you could see that was made. You know, if that programme were called Verity... I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I wanted to know about the, the birth of Doctor Who. And I think if you watched that and you didn't know about Doctor Who, you wouldn't get much from it. Oh, well, he vented the, the panel in, like, you know, the, uh, the console bit, just like with some cotton. And I, I just didn't like that bit. And, you know, mm. like I said, I watched the programme that was on Culture Show, the programme that was on the same night. And, and that is what I wanted from a programme mm. because that was... Out, uh, the, the people who worked on the committee, the, the people who did the effects, who did the music. It was like you watched mm. it. It's like the bit about Julia Darby. She was just like a throwaway couple of minutes, wasn't it? Delia. Delia, sorry. What did yeah. I say, Julia Darby? She's like five Julia. Boys. Delia Darby. <laughs> and I'm really interested in her. And I thought that's all you could put in there—a little tiny bit with her doing the bit with the keys. I thought, well, yeah, that's um, as much as part of Doctor Who was the music as it was the script and everything. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, because I mean. 
the, the theme tune is iconic and it was Delia Derbyshire who realised the theme it was uh, it was obviously written by I uh, really should know his name <laughs> God, I've got a blank uh, it'll come to me but um, realised by Delia Derbyshire and the TARDIS was, was created by uh, Brian Hodgson again with the key but I suppose you know I, I do agree with you I, mean, I would like to have seen more about Delia Derbyshire but there, there has been some great um, programmes about the BBC Radio Phonic Workshop already so you can find out more about it but you know there has to be excuse me there has to be a a point where you can't cram everything in i mean it was 90 minutes as it was uh ron grainer who who wrote the uh, doctor theme um you know they 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 crammed a lot in for 90 minutes and i suppose you've you've got to cut things down a little bit you know i mean i i would i'm sure there was an extra bit with patrick trout in it with lee shearsmith who I'm sure I've seen that on a Comic Con trailer. Yeah, you were but, about that before because I was yeah, waiting for that bit and it didn't come up. And actually, I, I find I found Rishi Eastman's portrayal of Patrick Troughton pretty bad. Um, I didn't like it at all. Uh, it just seemed like Rishi Eastman's playing himself, really. He was playing Rishi Eastman, weren't he? Yeah, and I, it just didn't, you know, no he wouldn't come on the... There was no need for it. Oh no, I liked it. I'm glad that you saw that because it was showing that the the the, the, the program continues. I really liked the bit with Matt Smith. Um, I really liked that because he, and and uncredited as well. He's not credited as the Doctor. He's credited as playing himself, and I think that's important to know because it's not the Doctor looking at the Doctor or the Doctor looking at it's Matt Smith looking at uh, William Hartnell, and that's when you when you know that when you see that that scene really works because it's like. That Hartnell loved playing Doctor Who. He absolutely adored it. <clears throat> and I suppose he realises that he has to leave for the programme to continue. And looking at the latest incarnation of the Doctor uh, at, at this point, played by Matt Smith, I think that's a nice scene and it adds adds quite a lot to it. Going back to the other cast members, I thought they I thought they nailed them really well. I mean, when you, when you saw the end about what happened to the actual characters they were playing, and, you know, you looked at them, you thought they got them pretty bang on, I thought. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, you know... Brian Cox was what Brian Cox does when a role like that. He's just completely over the top, isn't he? Mm. But uh, you know, he was like I said, he was hardly in it really. But like I said it was really. It was about. It was about Verity, wasn't it? That's what the the program was about. Like I said, yeah. I, did, I didn't hate it. I, you know, I did. I did. I watched it and I enjoyed it. It was just. I, it was just. It was. It was quite cosy, wasn't it? And comfy. It wasn't. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, this is a lot of the BBC patting themselves on the back, saying how great we are. But you know, you remember the BBC. You know, they bloody cancelled it, and they hated it for years, didn't they? They wanted to get rid of it. So I thought mm. I'd like to have sort a bit more of that side of it as well. But I suppose it wasn't about that. It was about the birth of it. And like I said, yeah. I watched that programme afterwards, me and the Doctor, what was on BBC Two, and, the, and that, that, I got it then. And I thought, if I would have watched that first and watched that then, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Because all of when I watched that thing, I just was like, I was on the, I was on the computer looking for these people and what who they were, and I, I just didn't get that from it, where I did from the mm. other programme. So I think I just watched it the wrong way around. Oh, right, okay. So uh, we might as well go on to the actual, uh, the big event, the 50th anniversary episode, which, of course, was uh, Day of the Doctor, uh, broadcast on 23rd of November, of course, the f- actual 50th date. Uh, nice that it actually uh, landed on a Saturday. That was a bit of luck, really. It would have been a real pain in the ass if it landed on a Tuesday or something. Yeah. I've had many faces, many lives. I don't admit to all of them. There's one life I've tried very hard to forget. Exterminate! Great men are forged in fire. 
of lesser men to light the flame. Uh, 76 minutes long, written by uh, Stephen Moffat and directed by Nick Huvan. Now, um, what did you what did you think of this as a as a fifth, just as a celebratory episode? Because I know you're not you're not a fan of David Tennant, are you at all? Well, I can't and, stand and David Tennant. Well, yeah, no, get, don't get me wrong. I like Dave, I don't mind David Tennant. I just don't like his Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, and I still didn't like him that much. You know what I mean? I think he's. I don't know, he comes across as smug, and I never wanted a Doctor Who to be smug. I've never said this before, but there you go. Uh, but, he, you know, he wasn't actually that bad in it. Uh, mm. Like I said, he wasn't... Uh, for me, like I said, I, I'd love to... We were talking about this before, wouldn't we? I'd love to have saw Christopher Eccleston in it, wouldn't you? You were saying the same as yeah. well, wouldn't you? There's that mm. little glimpse of him at the end. You thought it would have been so good if he would have been in it. Because that, that would have been really interesting, them three Doctors together, wouldn't it? Because they're all completely different. Because you think of Christopher Eccles and that. He's completely different than how David Tennant and Matt Smith was. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going li- gonna to live to regret that, I think. Uh, a bit like Tom Baker regretted not doing the five Doctors. Yeah, I just... I, I, you know, I can't get mid round where he'll do Thor 2 which is a big studio movie where he's hardly seen in it, and he'll do The Borrowers. But then he yeah. won't do, like, a 10-minute in... He, he, I can't believe he must have been asked, mustn't he? He must have been asked, and he must have said no. I can't believe they didn't ask him. Well, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> well, I think that they did ask him, and apparently they had a nice conversation with him and all that kind of jazz. And um, he's just sort of like... I don't know. I mean, he's in, he's in a load of makeup in Thor, so you can't really tell it to him. I've not seen it, so I don't know. So I'm only basing yeah. what what I've read. But I know if Stefan turned around and, and said that he may as well have not been in it. Um, pretty pointless character, really. Well, not character, but pretty point. It could have been anyone playing it. Um, so I, I think it was just a bit of bloody minds. Unless he was, he had that much of a bad experience was it, was on his year run. Then you know, maybe that. Yeah, well, we were talking about this. I'd love to hear this proper story. Because the weird thing is, people go, oh, it was a personal issue. I don't believe that because he gets on really well with Russell T. Davies and he gets on really well with Stephen Moffat. So it's not personal. So it's obviously, I know you were saying it's a lot to do with what was going on at the time with the producer, wasn't it? Mm. With all the way he was treating, they were treating a lot of the extras on set. But I'd love to know what this proper story is about the, the Christopher Eccleston period. I can't well, believe he only signed up for one year. I just don't believe it. Well, he, he left before uh, before he was actually broadcast. Um, so that says something. <laughs> yeah, he actually resigned before the first episode was broadcast. That's, that's just weird, isn't it? It's just a strange yeah. story. Yeah, and Tennant was Tenant was uh, signed up, I think, as Rose went out. So. <laughs> but I mean, you only find a little bit of that information out as it goes along. It's not like 
you know, I mean, even then it's still, that's what the rumours are and that's what they're saying. No one's ever category come out and said it. And I suppose it's one of those things you'll just have to wait for the, you know, the audio books to come out. Because you won't speak about it. Because on that programme, me and the Doctor, all the people got interviewed from like a Comic-Con, apart from Christopher Eccleston, and they showed something from 2005. So you won't even Mm. speak about it on a bloody culture show, which you think would be right up history, talk about the cultural impact of it. But you wouldn't even talk on that. Yeah, I mean, I saw a little clip that he'd been asked, and he just said, "Oh, I'll never say never." You know, it's like maybe I'll come back for the hundredth anniversary, and you think, "Well, no, you won't, because you'll be dead." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just being funny. Isn't it? We'll be dead. We'll be dead. The chances are. Oh, chance about it. This is the doctor in real. So, but as as the episode itself, though, what, what was what did you think of it? It was re- like a, I, I said, this is my little summary of it. I, like I said, I sort of built up in my head I weren't going to like it as much I thought it's going to be too wacky and sometimes mm. I like the sci-fi in it more than them being funny but I really really enjoyed it I think because mm. I, I watched it quite late it was about I watched it at like one in the morning so I was a bit tired hmm. uh, so I, was, <laughs> I was nice and relaxed if you know what I mean so no, I, I was I in the you. mood I, you know I wasn't building up I thought I'll just watch it and see what I think about it and I was like I'm going to not like this I'm going to build it I'm not going to like it and I just really enjoyed it one it was exciting which I always mm. want from a Doctor Who right it had some balmy science fiction in it which I want from a Doctor Who and it had him and it had Matt Smith being really funny and actually David mm. Tennant being quite funny my only mm. thing against it is I think it had I was talking the other day I didn't know about this a bit like the Avengers I thought the actual villains in it were underused. And really, yeah. they, they didn't... You know, if someone said to you, what are the things you remember from that? They're going to be one of the last things you remember, aren't they? The, yeah, the Vygons. Because I didn't even know them. I didn't even... I know they've probably been in there. I didn't know them. And I thought... Yeah, well, I, 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 the, I the Zygons were in all of an amazing big villain. Hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean, the Zygons were in an old episode. Uh, and, you know, that, that's fair. They look quite similar to what they did. But, yeah, they kind of just went... They were pretty pretty good, but then they, there was no... Sort no of, he kind of left them taking, as... Taking the form of humans. It's been done with loads of different buddies. I don't know. What are the ones who, go, who are, like, really, really fat and they're, like, squeezed into, like, a human suit? I couldn't stand that and they were just like them it's like if ever it needed you know I don't you think what do you think it would have should have had the master in it what do you think about that I think it should have yeah I think it would have been good to have the master on there but I suppose at the end of the day you've again it's that thing it, it was only 76 minutes long you know the five doctors was, was the big one of the biggest criticisms of the five doctors is that it's there's a lot crammed into one space, do you know what I mean? But I would like to have had the master back. I'd like to have had the, a different master, not not necessarily yeah, John Stick. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I I agree with you really. I mean, uh, yeah, the the Vygons are sort of like Zygons, so, uh was was just sort of like left in the, that bunker. So you don't know what happened to him. Yeah. Where, whatever happened to, of course, um, Unit, uh, Gemma Redgrave's Kate Stewart. You know, what happened to them? Did they get out of that? Did they get that sorted out? I suppose you'll find out in the new series, really, so yeah. to get it going on. But I, I watched it. I went to um, to Peter's house and watched it uh, with, uh, with Peter and Donna, and, and we, we so that I wasn't going to get you know disturbed by people talking. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I probably would have gone to the cinema after I'd seen it initially. You know what I mean? Um, but I was really pleased with it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought the chemistry between Matt Smith and David Tennant was honest, and uh, and they bounced off each other really well. I thought John Hurt looked like he was having a whale of a time. He looked like he thoroughly enjoyed every single minute of it. You know, he's another one of these actors who 
we were saying about Dustin Hoffman, you know, they started off all angsty, yeah, yeah, yeah. visible and, you know, thespy. And then as they've got older, they've realised at the end of the day, it's prancing around in tights on a stage. Might as well enjoy it. Um, and he looked like he had a, a fantastic laugh. The, this, I, I quite liked the scene where all the doctors were coming together. Shame they didn't, you know, that the any of the classics weren't in it, but... You know, you, you can argue about that until you're blue in the face. But when Peter Capaldi's face came on the screen, when that bloke turned around and said, Another one. Are you sure the message is from him? Oh, yes. Why would he do that? What's the mad fool talking about now? Hello. Hello. Gallifrey High Command. This is the Doctor speaking. Hello. Also the Doctor. Can you hear me? Also the Doctor. Standing ready. Dear God, three of them. All my worst nightmares at once. General, we have a plan. We should point out at this moment it is a fairly terrible plan. It almost certainly won't work. I was happy with fairly terrible. Sorry, just thinking out loud. We're flying our three TARDISes into your lower atmosphere. We're positioned at equidistant intervals around the globe. Equidistant, so grown up. Just about ready to do it. Ready to do what? We're going to freeze Gallifrey. I'm sorry. What? Using our TARDISes, we're going to freeze Gallifrey in a single moment in time. You know, like those stasis cubes? Single moment in time held in a parallel pocket universe. Except we're going to do it to a whole planet. And all the people on it. What? Even if that were possible, which it isn't, why would you do such a thing? Because the alternative is burning. And I've seen that. And I never want to see it again. We'd be lost in another universe. Frozen in a single moment. We'd have nothing. You would have hope. And right now, that is exactly what you don't have. It's delusional. I, the calculations alone would take hundreds of years. Oh, hundreds and hundreds, but don't worry. I started a very long time ago. Morning, the War Council of Gallifrey. This is the Doctor. You might say, I've been doing this all my lives. Good luck. Stand by. Ready? Commencing calculation. Send me there. Across the boundaries that divide one universe from another. From the lock onto his coordinates. And for my next trick, I didn't know when I was well off. All 12 of them. No, sir. Ah! All 13! know that something is happening. They're increasing their firepower. Do it, Doctor. Just do it. Do it. Okay. Gentlemen, we're ready. God's sake, Gallifrey stands! Uh, no, there's 13. And you just saw the glimpse of his eyes and the menace in his eyes. And a beautiful scene, beautiful in HD as well. Um, that was just... We both all jumped up at the screen and looked and thought, oh, God, what's going on here, you know? And then at the end, where... Um, it's a lovely scene. If I if I get the time, because I'm I'm not going to edit this until I get back from holiday. But 
where Tom Baker comes in, and you don't know, is he playing the curator, is he playing the doctor? It was a strange... I, I, I was re- well, I could be a curator. I'd be great at curating. I'd be the great curator. <laughs> I could retire and do that. I could retire and be the curator of this place. You know, I really think you might... I never forget a face. I know you don't. And in years to come, you might find yourself revisiting a few, but just the old favorites, eh? You were curious about this painting, I think. I acquired it in remarkable circumstances. Eh? What do you make of the title? Well, which title this too? No more. Oh, Gallifrey Falls. Oh, you see, that's where everybody's wrong. It's all one title. Gallifrey Falls No More. Now, what would you think that means? The Gallifrey didn't fall. It worked. It's still out there. I'm only a humble curator. I'm sure I wouldn't doubt. Then where is it? Where is it indeed? Yes. Lost. Shh. Perhaps things do get lost, you know. Now you must excuse me. Oh, you have a lot to do. Do I? Mm. Is that what I'm supposed to do now? Go looking for Gallifrey? Well, it's entirely up to you. Your choice. Eh? I can only tell you what I would do. If I were you... Oh, if I were you... <laughs> oh, perhaps I was you, of course. <laughs> oh, perhaps you are me. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Or perhaps it doesn't matter either way. Who knows? Who knows? What, what I've read, I don't know if you've read the same thing, but what I've read is the fact that when the Doctor does get to his last incarnation, he can choose any of any face he's had before oh. or any body he's had before. And that's how he'll live the rest of his life. And that's what he chooses. He chooses the fourth Doctor's body to go back to because he quite liked it. And so, so that means then that a time that could possibly choose, unless that's the last of his generations. And to that now, this is a spoiler bit. Now, I'm not going to say it because it ruins it, but... There's going to be a point where, of course, you get to the regenerations, the end of it, which, of course, is going to be now, uh, especially if John Hurt's class as a doctor. Now, obviously, they, they're not going to end the, the, the franchise. That would be stupid. So this could be an infinite number of doctors. So you're never going to get to that point anyway. But just their brief scene together, Tom Baker and Matt Smith. Now, Matt Smith, I know, I know, I know you've said this before, and, and I, I totally agree with you that. Matt Smith knocks the acting shoes off anybody, really. He, you can see he's a proper oh, actor. Oh, you can see what he's going to go on to but, be a great actor, you can. Oh, yeah. But Tom Baker has... He's not necessarily one of the most greatest of actors in the world, but that man oozes charisma. He comes on the screen and he takes over the screen. You can't take your eyes off him. But Matt Smith 
balances his performance with Baker so well that you're watching both of them. You're watching the... You can see that how, how pleased Matt Smith is to be working with him. The smiles are twinkling yeah. in his eye. It's a lovely little scene. I, don't, I couldn't care less if it... But the, the one thing I'm thinking about, if you're going to say, oh, the curators, why couldn't you say, oh, yeah, we're the people who run the, you know, the museum and had all of them? Why not? That would have been that would have been fantastic. You could have more just sitting there going, "Oh yes, we were in the museum. I, I do the night shift. I do Wednesdays. I do weekends, or something like that." And okay, some you you're still going to get people who moan. The worst Doctor Who fandom is, I think, one of the worst things in the world. And I, I you know, I I love Doctor Who. I've been a Doctor Who fan since 1979. I care not for the fans. Yeah. Sorry. Um, because I just whinge all the time. They're never happy about anything, or they look into things too much. You know what? It's a TV program at the end of the day. I'm sorry to kill you, but it is a TV it's program. And sometimes, no, and sometimes you've got to sit back, put your feet up, and enjoy the ride. It doesn't have to make sense. It's science fiction. It's fiction, for God's sake. And that's what's nice. If you want everything to make sense, then go and watch a document, you know, a documentary about something that's historically accurate. You know, the idea is, is that sometimes it's good to use your own imagination. Sometimes it's good to turn around and let you think about what you want and not for somebody else to tell you what it is. Yeah, you're right there. I think it, well, you know, like as I was reading a few of the like the few of the websites about people having a right go at that. Some there's a lot of people who didn't like that. Some Baker bit, didn't yeah? Oh, could he oh, well, they new, power Tom new Baker fans, did over it. Well, he did have a lot of power over it. He was the longest running doctor. Personally, I would have had Peter Davison in in there because he just looks better. That, that you know, and that's not being horrible because he's an older bloke, Tom Baker. But it would have been nice to see Peter because I bet you would have liked Peter Davison at the end as well being the creator. That would have been a really good bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would have done, but I mean, you know, Peter Davidson's my favourite Doctor, but at the end of the day, Peter Davidson's already, already been in classic do- New Doctor here, he was in Time Clash with David Tennant, um, so I'd like to have seen Colin have a go, because he was treated so badly yeah, yeah, definitely. by the BBC, uh, and, and he's quite bitter about it, he's, he's pretty bitter about the whole thing, really, and he, he said it before that... Um, you know that he thinks if they feel like second-class citizens, really. But I mean, they'll get over it in the, the day. People, people who are doc- true Doctor Who fans, I do say true Doctor Who fans, um, know who the classic Doctors are and they appreciate them. If all you care about is is David Tennant and how good looking he is, then frankly, you need to sort yourself out. Exactly. And, and, yeah, do you want me to read out some of the comments that oh, people have? Okay, uh, our mate uh, Dan Vieira, uh, fellow podcaster, he's wrote, uh, I must have missed something, but I'm sure I always thought that Gallifrey had always been time-locked at the end of the time war and not destroyed. Uh, didn't they escape for an episode during uh, Tenant's run? Hmm. Probably. This I think they did, actually. But yeah, uh, Actually, I've read that. Last. David Tennant series did also. I don't know what that means. Uh, actually, I've read that. That was actually the last one. I should go back to the beginning. Sorry. Uh, Gareth Edwards. Uh, the 50th was an interesting episode. Nothing much really happened with the Zygons and human subplot, while well, we said that. Yeah. It was kind of cool to see the Doctors, however, the last shot was so Photoshop. Uh, so the question is, 50 years of waiting, was it worth it? Very much yes. Uh, I have to agree with you. Yeah, the last scene where all the Doctors were together looking at looking at uh, Gallifrey. Okay, of course it's going to be a bit of Photoshop, Gareth. Uh, you got William Hartnell, Patrick Schoen, and John Pertwee there. They're dead. Um but what a beautiful thing to see. If that's not a, if the BBC don't get on their arse and make that as a poster, then Bloody they are. Right. You know what I mean? Because at the moment it's all low res. Uh, Nigel, Nigel Bromley, uh, he says, it was a lovely, clever, touching love letter to the fans. I thought it was really entertaining, cinematic, and uniquely Doctor Who. And then Tom Baker, Tom Baker came along. Geekasm time. Took my 11 year old daughter and her friend to watch it in 3D, admittedly, after a day at the celebration at Excel. And they loved it. And who should argue 
with 11-year-old girls, not me. Now, I quite like the fact that he took his daughter to do that and his daughter actually really liked yeah, it yeah. with uh, Tom Baker. Now. That's great. Uh, Dan, uh, this was Dan's first comment, Dan Vieira, uh, really enjoyed the episode. I do wish that Moffat would do one of these blockbuster-style episodes without resorting to impossible-to-resolve impossible time paradoxes, though. Being done so many times, what do I mean? How did the 11th Doctor know he was supposed to jump into the time vortex? Think about it. Well, that's because he remembers the 10th Doctor doing it. Yeah. Um, the signature unresolved subplots reared the face again, too, in any other properly... Oh, actually, yeah, because the tenant one would forget that he did it, like John John Hurt's doctor said that he'd forget it all. Mm. But didn't he, though, because as soon as John Hurt walked into the TARDIS, he started to regenerate. It's time anyway, isn't it? No, it's all time. It's like Star uh, Trek with the time ones. It don't make any sense. It's still bloody brilliant, nah. though, isn't it? Probably best not to think about it. Uh, the signature unresolved subplots rear the face again. Yeah, that's what we talked about. Uh, in, any other, in any other properly, you could call this bad writing, but he gets away with it with his sleight of hand and engaging, energetic pacing. Looking forward to the Christmas episode. Uh, brilliant one there. Thanks, Dan. And Andrew Carrington. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Sneak Peter, Peter Capaldi. The Doctor is going home. Roll on the Christmas Day episode. So thank you, everyone, for... Uh, putting those comments in. Uh, before we log off, Cal, uh, Lewis Collins passed away. I know, R.I.P. I was reading some really classic facts about him today. Mm. Yeah, the, uh, did you read, the, reading about, I was reading about his uh, audition for James Bond. Oh, no, he no, said uh, he was like, he, he had to do a fight scene and he, he was with a stuntman and he hurt the stuntman really bad. <laughs> he threw a glass at the wall and like was smashing his uh, fist on the desk in front of Broccoli's <laughs> oh my god really? he said he was scared he said he was too aggressive <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, what fair weird, that's what you want to hear that's what you want to hear that's, that's why that's why we, we quite like him so oh, that's my phone going off Yeah, so there we go. Well, Cal, thanks for jumping on the Skype one. Uh, I say we're going to be back for a proper edition of our Christmas episode, which of course is going to be, Cal? Christmas vacation. Yeah, so we're going to be recording that in a couple of weeks' time and it will be released just before Christmas. So, see you all soon. Send us your comments in. Uh, The email will be coming up at the end of this episode and we'll speak to you all very soon. Bye. If you would like to voice your opinions in written or vocal form, then please do email the lads at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com and await your views to be aired and then royally torn apart or praised. If you stalk the Internet and hide in such social networks as Facebook, then why not join the group page? It's easy to do. Just type Waffle on Podcast in the search bar, find the page, and join. This has been a Waffle on Production. Copyright Simon Mettings and Mark C. Kelly. Be seeing you.